Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This is another bonus episode all about exercise and mental health during lockdown and isolation with fitness trainer Julia Buckley. After working through her own battle with depression, she now works as a PT living in Dorset and shares how exercise can bring routine, escape and also a way of focusing back in on your body right now, as well as the benefit of being around nature on your daily walk. We chat about the importance of finding some space, even when we're isolated, say from a housemate or partner, and why it's a good idea to bookend your day with exercise rather than doing it all in one go. This episode was recorded in mid-April 2020. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I'm chatting to Julia Buckley, fitness trainer. Hi Julia, nice to meet you. Hi Jenny, you too. Thanks for joining me. You're down in Dorset, aren't you? You're in the wilds of the countryside. How's that yeah. all going? Is it lovely and peaceful right now? Yeah, I'm right, I'm right by the sea. I'm on um, the island of Portland, which is, uh, nice. I don't know if you know the Irish, just near to Weymouth. Lovely. So welcome, welcome. Would you like to tell everybody what your freelance is? I know that you've sort of had a, a previous freelance and a current freelance almost. So yeah, tell everybody what you do now and, and how you reach that point. I'll try and keep it brief. It goes back quite a long way. Oh, go for it. So, <laughs> I began my career in media. So uh, I'm originally from Stoke-on-Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first media job was BBC Radio Stoke, just, you know, sort of general assistant really. And I kind of gained a lot of experience there. And then I moved to London uh, in early 2000. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of towards the tail end of the dot-com boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> During my age here. People uh, have big budgets and then, and, you know. They were commissioning. Oh, yeah. it was and... not fun. It was, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. Um, you know, I'd come from a cash-strapped local radio to an office where there was free beer in the fridge. I'd never had a massage before. I had one every week in that office. <laughs> this is the old days yeah, of media, know, right? Of, yeah, bowls of sweet, bowls of fruit. We got taken out for lunch like once a week. Wagamamas every week. I'd never been there before. Uh, all these, you know, all, all everything that you thought it was. <laughs> so that went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, sorry, sorry, I should say what I did there. So I, that was my first writing job. It mm. was a website for teenage girls, and I worked on uh, an area of the of the site called Spa, which was health Ooh. fitness. Yeah, cool. uh, I wasn't massively into health and fitness at that point. I went to the gym occasionally, that was about it. Yeah. I'm not, I was never sporty, you know, at all, but that kind of got me more interested in it. So then I, after that went bump, I got a job at the BBC in London on there. They were just launching a teenager's website. So I was Ooh. quite lucky, really. So with my experience from, from the, the dot com, I was able to go and bring that to there and uh, that went really well. It was really fun, you know, part of my career. Obviously there wasn't as much money slushing around, but it was (laughs) a great place to work and, uh, you know, good training and all that kind of thing. And I guess just over the years, my passion for fitness grew. Mm -hmm. So after, I did a few years at BBC doing that and then I went freelance as a journalist and writer, uh, specializing in like health and fitness mainly. Mm -hmm. Not so much for teenagers anymore for sort of women so that's where I went from there and I was writing for magazines and websites and all different things as, as a freelancer does and just over time my passion for fitness grew and I got offered a place on a personal trainer course nice so yeah I had no plans to, to, to really be a trainer professionally yeah but I thought it would be a good good experience and it would add authority to my writing and it would be something I could write about yeah, very much so then you could write as the expert not just talking to yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But as, as part of the, the course, you have to do personal training and you have to you know, teach classes and do all that kind of thing. I loved it. So that's how I became a trainer. I carried on with the writing and then I got a commission to write a book with uh, Bloomsbury. Oh, brilliant. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So this was my, my book, The Fat Burn Revolution. It's, it's quite old now. <laughs> but, um, the commission I got in 2012, I think the book came out a couple of years later. So what I wanted to do is, is give people a home, because I got into fitness through through home workouts. I was terrified of the gym. I hated PE at school. I didn't see myself as a sporty person, but I got into fitness through primarily through home workout videos. So I wanted to give people a workout they could do either at home or in the gym. So rather than test it with one-to-one -one personal training clients, I set up a Facebook group and I said, look, this is, um, I just need guinea pigs basically. And what I will do is I'll send you the workouts on written sheets. Mm -hmm. You give me feedback on whether the uh, descriptions are clear enough for you to do the workouts on your own at home, obviously to feed into writing the the book yeah, yeah yeah but I, I sort of ended up giving them little videos as well because I just sort of wanted to say look this is this is the video this is what I mean did you get that from the written description but anyway they love the videos so I sort of ended up doing more videos and the people who did the course in the Facebook group got great results mm. so then they wanted me to carry on coaching them and they were they were happy to pay and their friends saw and they were happy to pay. So I ended up doing online fitness training as a, as a paid trainer via our Facebook group for the first couple of years. Yeah. And then in the meantime, the book came out. So more people discovered me via that and wanted the online training and the videos to, to go alongside that. So yeah, it just snowballed from there. Brilliant. And was it kind of a, it sounds like it was quite a phasing out. It wasn't like you got up one day and said, right, I've had enough of freelance career A. I want to do freelance career B, which I think a lot of people might be feeling. But yeah, a lot of people talk about you need a, you need a plan. Not the plan moment. <laughs> fail to plan or plan to fail or something. <laughs> Every time I've ever had a plan, <laughs> not work. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's no value in it. I mean, you know, we need we need a focus to, to aim for and that helps us stay motivated and keep going but I never plan for any of this you know <laughs> and, and every time I, every time I've tried to make a plan stuff's gone off in the opposite direction and, and, it, and it's worked out for the best so as the years roll by I'm starting to plan less and less and just think roll with it that's so fitting right now because it's like I, I keep mentioning yeah. the date every time I talk to someone because if someone listens to it in you know in the future and they don't sort of coronavirus is hopefully over so what is the date today it is the I'm gonna say the 17th of April that's right isn't it <laughs> so yeah we've just been told we've got another three weeks of lockdown in the uk so the idea of having a plan it's going to freak some people out i mean there are going to be some people who are thinking i've got to plan everything and this is my time to plan my big career change but actually i think you're right in that having a huge plan is then going to give you this real something to stress you out almost yeah yeah and then following is something you love which you clearly did can actually be yeah. an organic way for it, it to happen so don't not plan at all but let the wind blow you about a bit as well as much as possible i think so i mean you know it's worked for me so so now so now you know my main thing is, is running my fitness business yeah people uh are on a member's website that's my main source of income i also do a little couple of other little things on the side which and it's all been sort of affected by coronavirus mm. the first couple of weeks you know sort of end of March I actually saw an uptake in new members but I think as people oh. have felt the pinch financially it's slowed down a bit I mean it's fine it's sustainable for me but yeah. I've, so I've been doing these daily uh, live workouts yes. on Facebook these are free to everyone so I didn't plan that either you know it just actually a couple of people sort of suggested I did it and, and I was a bit reluctant at first because I just thought well is it going to be worth the investment of my time you know what you know what I mean I, didn't, I just didn't think enough people would show up for it to to make it worthwhile but they did <laughs> like, so, how many have you had signing up and coming along every day over 20,000 some days 
Jenny, I try not to think about it because if it would terrify freak you me. out, <laughs> thinking of twenty thousand yeah. people all watching you at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think of it like that. Cool. So I mean, there has to be an opportunity there. I, I haven't, I haven't been promoting my business through it very much, but I'm just kind of starting to now because I think you know we're at a stage where we are in this for at least another three weeks, and, mm. and perhaps from from the side of my members, I, I know because I'm getting messages from people wanting to help support me financially. And also, they might be cancelling their gym memberships because obviously they're all getting refunds from the gym itself. So maybe they can help me out with that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's one of those examples of building something that you're not necessarily charging for, but lots of people do this. And I guess you might have done this in the beginning a little bit as well. Like you're, you're doing something that might might reap rewards and dividends in the future. So yeah, when people are back to full salaries and that kind of thing they'll think oh I did your online videos I'd now like to sign up to the members part of the website or I'd now like to do some one-on-one or that kind of thing I guess it's about building that little foundation for when everything is okay again even if that's in six months time do you feel a little bit like you are sort of doing that in that way oh yeah mm. absolutely but also you know in, in the here and now Jenny it's keeping me sane you oh, know I, yes you know I've got, I've got all these friends who are um, work for the NHS or do all the kind of key worker jobs just next to them at first I just sort of felt so small you know what I mean so useless I suppose whereas yeah. Since I've been doing this, you know, I get I get private messages from people every day saying, Julia, your workouts, it feels like Big Head is saying it. It's quite your, work, your workouts are the highlight of my day. They're giving me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. So that's keeping me going. That's making me feel use, useful. It's, it's giving me a focus. It's making me feel like I'm, I'm doing something positive to help. Oh, so yeah. from you know sort of right here right now and selfish point of view it, it's it's giving back your class is the first thing aren't they in the morning so i guess a lot yeah. of people are you're giving them a reason to get out of bed you're giving them a reason to change out of their pajamas which i think is a big deal because i'm not a working pajama fan i loved what you said there about routine because the idea of getting up for class i confess i'm not a hugely a morning exercise person but i imagine if someone needs a reason to get out of bed to get their pajamas off which is hugely important i think yeah one of the reasons why well perhaps the main reason why i chose 8 a.m mm. as a start time for them is i know it as, a, as a person you know i mean i've worked from home for oh, over 15 years now wow. uh, and and one of the things that i kind of struggled with at first was that buffer between yeah. work time and home time so i wanted to put i wanted to time the workouts so that they were uh, a similar sort of time for, for where most people commute would be Mm. so they didn't feel like it was taking any extra time out of their day the workouts are like you know 30 maybe 40 minutes long so that's probably an average commute time and it, it just gives them that that buffer between getting up and having your coffee mm-hmm. and sitting down at your desk that's really good thinking and you mentioned that 15 years did you say that you've been working from home yeah is oh, that always uh, endorsed yeah. it or yeah, did you do a big move from the smoke did you say right? I'm off to the wilds of the of the seaside. Oh now. no 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 no! It wasn't like that. We just wanted to get on the housing ladder. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. I, um, my husband works at a boarding school in London. Oh. So yeah. So for his job, we basically have accommodation at the school there. We, we don't own a place in London. It's just we stay at school mm. during term time. So you know, we reached an age where we wanted to get a house it had been my dream my whole entire life to have a place by the sea and we couldn't have afforded a place in London anyway so that's how we that's how we ended up with with this place around now here in Dorset but does it work for your well-being though is it really do you find a benefit of being it's a silly question really is it is it beneficial for your well-being to be by the sea but tell me about that every day I go down and and during my one hour designated exercise time yes (laughs) (laughs) at a safe distance uh yeah every every day I go down and you know and just look at the sea and you know Mm. just zone out for a few minutes 
immensely. I just, I, I don't want, I don't want people who are listening to this who don't have access to that to sort of feel like mm. they're stuck. You know, when I'm in London, I, I, I also find that too. You know, you can go to that place anywhere, really. Yeah, yeah, you can just find some green space or there's like behind my flat, there's like a, they call it the new river. It's sort of an old, it's not quite a river, but it's where they used to bring water into the city before we all had water supply. And people just walking up and down that at the moment and there's some ducks out there and you can just watch them splashing about. So yeah, there's just that connection with any type of nature is important, isn't it? I mean, I think... It's, it's a nice segue onto my next question, actually, because I really wanted to deep dive with you a little bit about fitness and mental health, because for me, they just go completely hand in hand. And I wondered what you thought about that, whether you, you find that they are imperative to balance well-being when you're self-employed, not necessarily to do a huge hit workout, but movement stretching of some kind. What are your thoughts on the balance between how, how, how deep do you want to go i mean I, <laughs> uh, okay uh, i one of the reasons why i left the bbc is i had a period of deep depression um yeah. like really quite crippling mm. not for a long time but it, people often say when did you when did you get better anyone who's sort of had depression and, and, and felt like they overcome it it's, it's not like you don't get better one day no it's just a lifelong process a bit like saying to someone when did you become the person you are today absolutely that's a really <laughs> good way of putting it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm really grateful for that time now I, I felt I feel in some ways I had to go to a place where I was really sad to learn how to be happy you know mm. in, in a sustained way but anyway yeah, a key part of, of getting out of that for me was, was exercise for sure and now I go to it all the time I mean it's my job now anyway so so it's happening anyway but like say say even even now you know I'm doing the, the morning workouts I can sometimes feel myself getting a little bit tense in the afternoon or you know a little bit down and uh, that's when I go out for my walk or you know do a bit of extra exercise and it, it always helps the problem is with, with it for a lot of people and a lot of the time is it's often the times where we least feel like doing it and we yes. least feel like moving is when it helps us the most oh of course you're so right that is just yeah. really, that really hits a, the spot for me right now I keep going out for well my partner keeps saying to me about five ish she's like you need to go out for a walk yeah. like like I'm some kind of like I'm a toddler or a puppy that needs to go run yeah, yeah. and I'm like oh I can't be bothered and he's like come on and as soon as I'm outside I'm like this is exactly what I needed because it's yeah. about leaving the space you're in as well isn't it it's not just about the movement and the exercise it's all yeah. it's also about I guess leaving your screen leaving your lounge leaving wherever you've been in that moment and just taking yeah yeah and obviously you know getting in the natural light and daylight and fresh air all that's important too even with the sort of home workouts and stuff like that there's there's also an element of um coming back into your body one of the things about a lot of the types of exercise i do is it's stuff where if you have to focus in order to do it in order to balance or lift that weight or hold that technique and it just brings you home it brings you back into your body it brings you back into the moment then we return to our desk or our normal lives having had that little bit of a break with it with just that bit more of a clearer head and a bit more mm. perspective it's, it's good as well i guess because it's time if you share a house or you live with your partner you can say right i'm going into the other room now to do my workout close the door yeah it's a bit of base isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think that's an important thing I, you know I think I just been talking to friends 
through the current situation. I think a lot of people have trouble asking for space because they're worried mm. about how the other person's going to feel like that. And we probably need to get a bit less sensitive about that as well. Yeah, so suddenly, like, you know, it's okay to say, I want to go and sit in the other room today. I don't want to sit next yeah. to whoever I share my space with and work all day long and then eat together. And then, are you finding a particular exercise is resonating with people? Are they very much into, say, hits or are they all saying, oh, please, can you do some yoga for us or some stretching? Because we, we did, um, I wrote an article recently and you gave me some lovely quotes all about the importance yeah. of stretching as well as exercising. What are people gravitating towards at the moment? What's clicking for them? In my group, I'm, it, it is a real mix and I'm kind of mm. scrambling to try and keep everyone happy, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, in general, it's, it's strength work, either using weight or, you know, I've got people lifting tins of beans and, and a lot oh, of sort body weight stuff. So yeah, weights, interval cardio, hit training, and yoga those are um the main three but and i do actually recommend at any time that's a really good mix actually because you're taking care of your cardio you know your fitness levels you're taking care of your strength your bone density and then you've got that sort of full body stuff that goes on in yoga and body Mm. awareness and balance and all that yeah, no, I'm such a fan of stretching. I've been doing a bit of yoga recently to try and stretch things out. Because yeah, do, do you find as well that people, or for you as well, it's helping sort of it's the body, the mind, but then the digestion as well. Because we're all sitting down so much more. Like a good stretch and a move is going to keep you your gut a bit healthier right now, which Absolutely. is no bad thing yeah. if we're eating not quite as well as we might do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we need to, and, and, and people really underestimate how much they would normally be moving in daily life. I mean, this is something yeah. I keep pushing for the people who do my workouts. Don't be thinking you can come and stretch with me for half an hour and then, you know, sit around the rest of your day and, you know, you've got things to an equilibrium to what they were before because, mm. uh, you know, all that getting up and getting down and walking around and getting the bus and the train and on and off and, and all that that we do in a normal day actually adds up to quite a lot of movement. Mm. So, you know, I really recommend that even if someone is doing, you know, say a 30 minute workout in the morning that they try and as well obviously stay as active as possible throughout the day but at the very least try and do another 20 30 minutes in at the opposite end of the day in the afternoon just to make sure the metabolism and you know the whole system is, is kicking over what works for you and i know you mentioned going out for your walk the fresh air the beaches but there are there any other practical things that you do to make sure you take breaks during the day do you set an alarm or do you maybe how do you remind yourself to get up and move or are you moving about quite a lot anyway because of your job i plan out workouts for the next day so i tend to get up and sort of practice some moves and do a little bit of a practice run so for me i'm doing that but i do other stuff like i play with my cats quite a lot oh cool i'm not, let, I'm not letting them out as much as normal so i feel bad about that so i'm, I'm running around and changing the string and stuff like that <laughs> cat workouts so, I love yeah. It. <laughs> yeah so i've got my cat workout yeah and i'm probably walking more than usual as well because mm-hmm. uh we would normally walk for an hour a day uh just you know in, in terms of purposeful walking i suppose yes yeah uh, no, that's true actually I guess for a lot of people they're going to be either beginning exercise or ramping up exercise when actually they might have been in a bit of a lull they're finding they have got like you said the commuting time or they're sort of allocating time now and saying well I will go for a walk whereas they might have been more sedentary before so it could be a real bonus for them oh absolutely the amount of people who are you know either taking up or retaking up running is astounding we all know them anyone who does go out for a walk or run knows that there are more runners and, and walkers out there on the streets and the trails there are. Um, yeah. And I think what, one of the really nice things about it as well is that people are appreciating it. Mindset is such a huge thing when it comes to fitness. And I think a lot of people just get this attitude of like, oh, I'm not a fitness person. Oh, I drag myself out there because I want to lose weight or I want to stay fit, but I don't, you know, I don't like doing it. It's a, it's a chore. And I think 
we're now starting to see exercises as the privilege it is. I really hope that's going to continue. No matter how unfit you think you are, or whatever limitations you've got, or whatever modification of the exercises we're doing today, there will come a day when you can't do that anymore for all of us. For every single one of us, there's going to, one way or another, there's going to come a day when you can't exercise in the same way. You won't have the same ability to exercise as you can today. Yeah. But that day is not today. What do you want to look back on when that day comes? I think what we're going through now is helping to give us, you know, a, a much greater sense of perspective. And I think just think we need to hold on to that. And you mentioned in the beginning about how you built everything on the Facebook group initially. And now you've gone up to like, you've got thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram. You've appeared on this morning. And I would just love to know a bit more about maintaining a public profile for people who might perhaps be starting out as a freelancer or established, but thinking, oh, I'd, I'd like a bigger public profile. This might be a good time to focus on that because they're at home and they can try and do that. I mean, do you find social media is an easy way to maintain your profile? Have you had to work very hard at, at building that? Yeah. Tell us. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone finds it particularly easy. I mean, you've got these people mm. who sort of said, oh, we sort of say, oh, I just, you know, did it by accident. I didn't even know anyone was looking. But a lot of it, you know, that's... Uh, it's a nice story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, I mean, I guess, I guess in a way, you know, back in my Facebook group days, it, it did sort of, it happened organically, but it didn't happen without work. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm by far the best person. I, I mean, there are people who've joined social media after me who've, who've left me for dust in terms of following numbers and stuff like that. So I don't know. But for me, I've always taken the attitude of, I've got to be happy with it. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I don't want to, I'm playing a long game in terms of I don't really work with brands very often. I don't just endorse products for money. If it's not something I already use or really believe in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with the brand. I'm a little bit different because my social media channels are mainly to promote my own business anyway, rather than being a, an influencer. Yes. Um, yeah, you're not I just on Instagram just, to do, to say, yeah, I'm no. drinking this herbal tea today. You're on Instagram to say, Hi guys, here's some fitness workouts you can yeah. get them through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in terms of you know stuff other people can use, I've always just thought it's important to be yourself. And you know, it's, it's like I suppose I've made mistakes, but most out there I've regretted and things like that from time to time. And usually, if it's something that I like to look back on and cringe, it's something that wasn't really from the heart. It wasn't really me. Mm. So I'm learning more and more that just be yourself and see who shows up. Even if it's only a small audience, they're, they're going to be an audience that really resonates with you and really connects with you, and that's and that's worth a lot. If you go out there and put yourself out as something fake, and, and we've all seen them in the past sort of five years or so that Instagram's been really big, they come and go because you can't keep that stuff up. I don't think. I mean, it's it's a business tool as well isn't it I think we sometimes forget yeah. that aside from doing fun things on stories and stuff it is about yeah creating a brand isn't it your, your brand yeah. is what you put yeah. online and that's what people might respond to and buy into and that kind of thing it's really interesting to sort of talk about when you were at the BBC and you had your period of depression and did you find or do you find rather that 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 is something that now is much easier to find a balance with because you're self-employed and you can sort of tick to your own schedule how, how has that changed for yeah. you how are, are things for you now what are your challenges yeah it's hard to say how much it's linked to that because I mean you know I've sort of grown and changed so much as a person mm. since then I've got certainly got no plans to go back and work for an employer as a you know as a staff <laughs> job again but that, I think that's just to do with being self-employed for so long I, I, yeah but yeah for sure you know being in control of my own destiny not I suppose not being confi confined to an office I, I find helpful I think I've learned so much about myself as well you know I don't think I really realized before what an introvert I am because yeah and people are often surprised when I say it because you know I can rock yeah. up in front of the camera and talk to thousands of people but if I have to if you told me to go in a room and mingle with people I don't know there's 
I, I was nervous before this podcast, oh. really nervous to be honest, Jenny. Yeah, I'm okay now because you're oh, so good. lovely. Oh. I get nervous about phone calls. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely get nervous about approaching strangers, which I suppose is one of the reasons why you know I've gone this route with my with my business. So this is what works for me. You know, if you're more of a sort of extrovert and you like meeting people in person, that might be your area to shine. And um, I get the impression a lot of the people, a lot of the clients who come to me are also introverts. Yeah. Because that's why they want my workouts via videos. You know, they, they want the connection via, you know, text chat and, and, and groups and things like that. But maybe they don't want to go to a gym and, and, and talk to someone face to face. So I think, I think in a lot of ways for me, dealing with mental health has, has been a, a sort of journey of discovering who I am and, and, a, and a toolbox of things that works for me. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously being self-employed is, is part of that mix, yeah, I guess. Because you can, yeah, I guess if you are having a day where you want to be a bit quieter, you can, when you're self-employed, yeah. mind your own business a bit and maybe put your out of office yeah. on or, yeah, go into doing more workouts rather than doing your emails or you can find that balance, can't you, a little bit more. How would you say people can come to exercise at the moment if they're not managing it so far? So they're looking at these next three weeks even if they listen to this in a month's time and they're still thinking, oh, I never got around to doing much exercise in lockdown. What could people maybe do to try and bring themselves to a place where they begin and it is beneficial to them and their well-being? What we were talking about earlier is really key is to sort of understand that it's often the times when we, when we least feel like exercising is, is when it's going to benefit us the most. And also one of the problems, one of the issues I have people overcome is especially if they previously exercised and they did a really full on program, they sort of think that they've got to dive straight back into that. Yeah. Anything is a start, you know, a 10 minute walk. That's, that's a great start. If you are currently just staying in all day, every day, and you can get yourself to go out and, and, and switch in a, a 10, 20 minute walk every day. That's a million times better than nothing at all. Yes. So, you know, just, just don't put too much pressure on yourself at the start. Start small. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Celebrate those little wins. And also be aware of the immediate benefits. You know, a lot of people sort of come to exercise thinking it's, you know, they want their, their body to look a certain way for their summer holidays. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with having that as a goal. I don't, you know, I don't sort of tell people not to have that. Mm. But actually, for a lot of us, that's not actually motivating enough. I couldn't exercise every day if it was only about, um, you know, what I look like in a bikini. That's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. But, and why I always say to people is if you'd seen what I'd seen and experienced what I've experienced both personally and with clients about how exercise can enhance every aspect of our lives, not just in the future, but on the actual day you do it, you would exercise too. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can promise people that they would. So just come and join one of my workouts. You know, I'm just going to say, yeah. come and join me. Or yeah. do, or do, do which, or do whatever you want for half an hour. And you see how you feel at the end of that. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't worry if you're not matching the trainer. It's not about that. Just stick with it to the end, doing it your way, the way you want to do. And you see how you feel at the end of that, right there and then on that day. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're going to be clearer headed. You're going to be more relaxed. Yes, you might be a little bit tireder. That's going to help you to sleep. But it's a sort of calm, relaxed tiredness. Not like the sort of tense tiredness we're getting mm. from sitting at home, staring yeah. at our screens all the time. It's channeling that tense, nervous energy into something really positive. So talking of which, let, let's finish off and tell people where they can find the workouts. How can they find your workouts? How can they find you? Where can they follow you online if they'd like to know more about what you're doing and perhaps either join in as a beginner or join in as an experienced exerciser? All levels welcome, I guess. Absolutely, thank you. My uh, every weekday, I'm doing mm-hmm. free live workouts. So Monday to Friday, eight a.m. Totally free. All welcome. Come and come and try that out first of all. So it's on my Facebook page, which is just facebook.com/slash Julia B Fit. So it's Julia, letter B, F I T, all one word, or just 
search Julia Buckley in uh, Facebook and it should come up. And if you want to check out more kind of structured programs, that's on my website. So if you want a progressive program, if you want, if you're ready to commit to a kind of transformative program, that's over on my website, www.juliabuckleyfitness.com. And there are links to all my socials from there. But I'm, on most channels, I'm Julia B Fit, Instagram and all that. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm, oh, oh, I'm actually in my exercise kit. I've just done a half an hour yoga class. So I'm, uh, hey. it's a fitness day. <laughs> But um, yeah, really chuffed that you were available to speak to me and I wish you well. Hope all goes well in, in the lockdown and in the future. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to rate and review it. I would be super grateful. If you'd like to find out more about Freelance Feels, it's at freelance underscore feels on Twitter and Instagram, freelancefeels.com online, and there's now a Freelance Feels newsletter at freelancefeels.substack.com. See you again soon.